Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, Iowa. If it's morning, hopefully you're eating a little bit of a、uh, bacon next to your eggs. If it's lunch, hopefully you're having a ham sandwich. <laughs> you're supposed to follow up with dinner. And、um, for dinner, you can have pork、oh、loin. Pork loin. Pork chops. <laughs> Floyd is staying in Iowa City. Seven, the last seven, Floyd has stayed in Iowa City.、I、so,、know. really, we just, like Lee Corso said, we just take it out there, let them see it, and we bring it right back. A couple of things here before we hop into the game.、Um, I was walking into the stadium, and this guy was like, Hey, Laura. Um, like right outside of like where it would be gate A, where the Kinnick statue is. And I was like, hey. And so、um, walked over to him and he's like, hey, I really love listening to the show. And I was like, that's so great. Thank you so much. And at first I didn't know what he was talking about in, like, in my head. And, but I just said, that's great. <laughs> wow. But, well, I know. I, but Does it was, this mean nothing to you? It just wasn't the first thing on my mind at that point. <laughs> sure. Anyway, then I finally caught on and he was like, Yeah, I listen every week. Blah, blah, blah. That's so great. And he, I think he said, and I, I didn't know what he said. He drives like a.、Um, <sighs> he's going to listen and he's going to be <laughs> furious. I know.、Uh, he's a farmer. I, yeah, that's, I think, that's what I caught from it. Anyway, he said that he, well, this is why, because he said the thing that he drives goes like four miles per hour. Okay. And so that led me to believe it must be some sort of tractor. Anyway, the point I'm making is shout out to Steve. That's <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for listening. Thanks to Steve for listening and for saying hello before the game. You and I believe it was your wife that was with you. And then you were also with some guy that was a reporter from Minnesota.、Um, and yeah, we sat and talked for a little bit, and he was, he was so nice. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. He also said that I was like, yeah, we actually record it in our closet while Dax, our little baby, is sleeping. He's like, yeah, you can tell sometimes you guys are trying to be quiet. And I was like, oh, whoops. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, if hey, he... any criticism is positive criticism. Oh,、right? no, I didn't take it as criticism. He was like trying to be funny about it. But I was like, oh, that's.、Uh, I just meant that way we. Kind of a mistake yeah, on my part. We can work on it. Yeah, that's right. Okay.、Um, I don't know if I really have anything else other than it was. Pretty cold. It was the first, like, actually cold game that we've had. Well, last thing I would say, well, true, true, true. What was it, like 37? Yeah,、degrees? something like that.、Um, the only thing that I really had to bring up was the black uniforms. Yeah. Black pants are unparalleled. I know. They look so good. And I like them way better when they're plain and they didn't put the gold stripe on the side. Like the 2015 team that wore the black pants, those black pants felt so. I don't, I don't, elastic? I don't know how to say it, but they, we could move however we wanted to in those pants. <laughs>、okay. I've never been so excited about pants other than those black pants. All right. Whatever. I mean, they're just, it's, it's so much more freeing than the yellow pants. Interesting. And you would just assume pants are pants when、you、it comes to You would assume pants are pants. pants. But anybody you talk to on the 2015 team, those black pants. I don't know.、Incredible. I'm just saying sometimes the gold pants look a little saggy. They look like they don't quite fit correctly. So I understand what、so、you're saying. So that's why the black pants are that much better. I'm telling <laughs>、okay. you. I, I know that、um, we love the tradition of the gold pants and the, whole, and the whole thing, but I would not be that mad if we always at home 
wore the black pants. I'm sure and the, away. I'm sure the players would appreciate the black pants. Okay, that's enough on the pants. I mean, the atmosphere was great. Like I said, it was a little chilly. Sold out. Love to see that. Student section was super into it. I love when the lights come on in Kinnick. Like I said, remember we talked about daylight savings time. Although we don't like it, it made for a fantastic atmosphere, a night game in Kinnick, and that's what we like to see. And those that kind of setting, that atmosphere puts you over the edge when, uh, when you're the Hawks at home. The announcers kept saying how deafening it was. It was very loud. It wasn't as loud as um, Penn State, of course, but it was it was very loud. One of the louder games for sure. Well, and especially during Minnesota's last drive there, you know, our guys mm-hmm. were getting up and uh, our fans were, were letting them hear it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first start for Alex Padilla yeah. and uh, at home and a night-ish game and a fantastic atmosphere. How do you think he did? Let's talk about that. Well, he came in with the win. Well, that, yes. Most important thing. True. Uh, he came in with points early, I believe. Uh, first couple drives, I think we got a few points. Um, I thought he I thought he played really well. I thought that they kind of played a little bit, not a little bit into his strengths, but just the fact that he's able to maneuver and keep his eyes downfield. I think that's one of the major things. Um of being able to roll out, not looking to run immediately, which we know he can run, but being able to escape, keep his eyes downfield. Like there was a third and nine, I think, or a third and 12 or something. And he hits Laporta rolling to his left, throwing back to his right. You're never supposed to throw that ball. Okay. You say that a lot. That's you say that a lot. Cause you said that about CJ a couple of times, but every time that you say you're never supposed to throw that ball, it, it works out. So like, well, for why? our guys, cause um, you don't see the guys flowing underneath. Okay. Like the backers that are flowing with you. Gotcha. So that was really encouraging. Um, but there were a couple of deep balls that he hit. He was a little bit off at the very beginning of the game on the deep balls, which was okay because he was throwing into double coverage. But <laughs> later on, he hit Charlie on two deep balls. And he had another shot with uh, with Keegan. There was a um, It was like a third down. I think we were up 24-16 at the time. Uh, they had what, what we call a cloud corner. Do you know what a cloud corner is by chance? No. So a cloud corner is basically a corner that's going to play the flat. Okay. His job is basically just to carry number one far enough. Number one is the closest to the sideline and he's going to have help from the safety over the top. Okay. So there's a hole there. We call it a hole shot on the left side that once Keegan gets past him, if Padilla puts it on a line at about 18 to 22, so average is 20 yards, but between 18 and 22 yards on a line, like kind of thing, then there's a shot. He put a little too much air underneath it. Keegan didn't have a shot. But like little things like that, the more reps he gets, those will become second nature. And uh, I, I, he makes a lot of very encouraging throws. Yeah. One that stuck out to me was it was the first drive. And I think it was the third down of the first drive, maybe the second. Anyway, he threw it very far to Keegan Johnson. Yeah. And you said watching on TV that you couldn't really tell if he was getting held. Correct. Our players were calling for, and our fans, were calling for a flag, I mean, immediately after that. And as I was watching the route be run, does that sound right? Route be run? Yeah. All right. It sounds like a rapper name or something. Anyway. <laughs> just just stick to the... Okay. What was he doing? <laughs> Um, as I was watching him run the route, um, it looked like, you know, when somebody's pulling on your shirt and you're trying to go and you're trying to go and you're trying to go like that, that's kind of what was happening. And so to me, from the point that I was at, I thought it was kind of obvious he was being held 
And I think had he not been being held back like that, I think we would have had a touchdown right there. Either way. Um, yeah, I thought video was fun to watch. I liked it. And I don't really want to say this next part because I think it's weird for me personally to say, but I'm going to say it coming from a different perspective. So everybody just relax. Okay. I didn't come up with this, but the student section famous for their chance, right? (laughs) Yeah. I texted you about this during the game. Yes. So they usually do like the Tory Taylor chant. Great. Love it. They started doing this one and I was like, what are they saying? I'm like, okay, trying to count the syllables. Like, what could that possibly be? So they started this chant. It was the Padaddy chant Uh, instead of Padilla's. Oofta. And I was like, you know, coming from me, it's very inappropriate. So I really don't want to say it, but it made me laugh. (laughs) I thought it was funny. It was original. Hats off to the student section for always coming up with something funny. Yeah. I have nothing else to say to that. (laughs) Um, Next on the agenda, let's go. Let's talk about the offense. Can I talk about the offense? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've already talked about Padilla, but um, I actually want to start with Charlie Jones because we've been talking about all season how we need at least one receiver to just really step up and say, you know what? I'm the guy. And I feel, and we've said this before, actually, I feel like I've brought this up before, that Charlie is really trying to take that role and i think this game we saw some nice flashes of okay yeah yeah he could be that guy what do you think i think it's kind of a toss-up right now between he and keegan johnson yeah i feel I would like agree. both those guys uh keegan obviously saw a lot more times um and keegan came back you know he had two drops there early uh i would call them uncharacteristic but alas Two drops early. Uh, one was on a quick uh, quick curl there on third down, and uh, you just don't see it often. But he comes back and makes this ridiculous play on the on the tunnel screen that they definitely have him wrapped up for minus two. And Ed Podolak, who's watched a lot of football, said that he had never seen anything like it. What do you know? <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, he is a part of the Hawkeye Radio Network, so he's the color commentator. Um, I think everybody knows Eddie Podolak, but either way. We got some listeners from out of state. You never know. Maybe. If anyway. they listen to us, they likely know who Dolph and Eddie are, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and so just the, it comes back to the strength. This kid is just strong and uh, runs hard. And um, so I, I still really like Keegan Johnson, but yes, Charlie Jones. Um, so we got that third down. We ran a lot of play action this game to try and help Alex out. And now that we've got, I don't want to say the threat of throwing the football, but now that we're willing to throw it a little bit deeper, uh, loosens up the defense a little bit. Um so play action, we got man-to-man, and they were just running, like, basically the tight end on the left side of the formation and Charlie Jones were just running to the opposite pylon. I mean, they're just making a giant X, and whoever the safety doesn't go with, that's where the ball's going. So the safety carried with, I think it was Laporta, and so Charlie Jones was one-on-one, and we know he can scoot, <laughs> and uh, that diving catch... That's not an easy one to make by any stretch. And so that was that was a great way right there to to kind of cement yourself already in front of the fans. And then, of course, the double move on the backside. Uh, does a little fake out. Uh, Padilla doesn't even have to give him a pump fake. He just ran, snapped his head back enough to make the DB jump up. Rest is history. Charlie Jones for six. 16 for six. 16 for six. Um, speaking of six, I just want to talk about each touchdown. Which one was your favorite? That one, probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, anytime you run a double move, biggest thing is don't get held, don't get touched. You got to find a way to get by him without. And normally when you run a double move, you're going to win on the outside. Uh, but Charlie does enough to keep him inside. Minnesota was playing a lot of single high. They took advantage of it and Padilla just let it rip, which is what Spencer told him to do prior when he was a little nervous. Really? Yeah, in the locker room, I think, uh, I don't know who reported it. Somebody was talking about how Spencer was calming Padilla before his first start by saying, just let it rip. Go out there and let it rip. Ugh, dang it. A couple of games ago, I said that Spencer was the unsung hero because he's a team player. And didn't you told me another story about that too, didn't you? Yeah, Keegan uh, took time out of his... Um, I don't know if it was post-game presser. It must have been. Uh, talking about how he wanted to take a minute to uh, talk about how Spencer helped Padilla throughout the week and basically helped get him ready for the game. You know, that's that's a team that's a team guy. And yeah. uh, I think it just continues to show uh, week in and week out. And I think that obviously shows a lot about Spencer and who he is as a team player um, and who he is off the field. But it also shows a lot about Keegan Johnson, a young guy taking the time out of his, you know, his post game or whatever press conference it was, and um, you know, given given some credit to a teammate, I just think that's that's pretty cool and a pretty stand up thing for for a player to do, especially someone like Keegan who's got this like rising kind of fame about him. I want to say fame, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. And then to take the time for something like that, I think that's pretty cool. Another thing that I saw, um, speaking of that kind of a st- kind of stuff, you told me it's pretty common, but I was walking behind the bench and. Like to get to the north side, and usually on the south side, went to the other side. Anyway, walking behind the bench, and um, the line was like having their little meeting, whatever on the bench. It was like mid game, and Padilla came over and he was like, I don't know, high fiving all the linemen and like you know hyping them up and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of just what they do. But I don't know, I, I'm not typically over there, so <laughs> seeing that kind of thing, I was like, oh, sweet, that was nice of him. But I guess whatever. Yeah, I mean they're teammates. You're gonna you're gonna pick a guy up anytime you can. I know, but to me, I was like, wow, he took his time to go <laughs> <laughs> to go over there. Either way, um, okay. Anything else you want to say about offense here? Yeah, um, you know, running the football, I still it still wasn't great. Um, I don't I don't think our stats were necessarily like out of this world by any means, but obviously we got enough to get the did enough to get the job done. Um, the the only part that was a little bit odd was after their fourth and 17 they go for it we get the ball on like the five yard line or something like that and then we run two qb sneaks and another run play um and part of it was i they had one time out at the time so i figured you know if we run a qb sneak it's more or less to try and drain some clock before we get the ball back to them because in 2015 we scored with like three minutes or so Lashawn broke off a big play uh, big touchdown, and then we were up by, we would have been up by 12 or something at that time. And we kick it off to him with three minutes left. They go down and score and make it 40 to 35 with like a minute left. Uh, we recovered the onside kick and the game was over, but we left them time to come back. So I don't know if this was in response to that, where we didn't want to let that happen to try and drain some of the clock. Um, but I was surprised that we didn't try a little more aggressively for a touchdown there, go up nine and make it a two-star game when when their offense was not having the best of success against our defense, especially late in that game. All in all, give me like a, a rating on the offensive performance. What are the parameters? Just like, I don't know, A, B, C, D, or F. 
What do I mean, you got? I'll give them, I'll give them like a, uh, I'll give them like a B because there's, there's definitely some things that we hit on in terms of explosives. Um, we did really well, uh, moving the ball, uh, you know, hit some deep passes, got some guys involved. We're just off on a few other ones, you know, like, like, like I said, the Keegan Johnson drop, it's like, that's a, that's a, a drive sustainer where you continue to go down. Or if we hit that whole shot, you know, instead of sailing it over his head, we give Keegan a chance to catch it inbounds. Like those two little things of just, eh, just mm-hmm. off a little bit. But if they get those and keep continuing rolling, I, I feel like we're, I feel like we're in a good place. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a B is a pretty good grade. If and maybe I'm optimistic and biased and whatever, mm-hmm. but either way, I felt like it was a, a pretty decent day. There were a few times where, you know, I th- again, at the end of the game, I thought it was odd that we didn't, you know, try and score a touchdown, but either way, got the job done. And, the, and, and at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. Well, I feel like B is pretty good considering where we're coming from, from weeks seven and nine. I feel like that grade would have been a little bit different. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's go let's go with the defense now. Yeah? Yeah. Um you know what you know what they say? A what great they- offense <laughs> is a great defense. Mm-hmm. So if you have At the way <laughs> I always know you're gonna do some stupid segue <laughs> by the way your voice changes. Keep going. Actually I think they say the best defense is a great offense. Doesn't matter. Actually it might be the best offense is a great defense. I don't know. Or a great, the best defense is a great offense. Either way, you need to get on offense, go on the attack, and have your cheese ready for you. Mm, not your best. Either way, the way that you can have your cheese ready for you, be on the offense, whatever you're saying, I don't know, is from Galena River Wine and Cheese. And you can do that by either going to Galena, Illinois, which is just a little bit away from you know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City area, wherever you're at. It's kind of near Dubuque. Either way, head on up to Galena, Illinois. Take a little visit. Take a little break. You need it. Go to Galena River Wine and Cheese. And maybe if you can't make it, go to galenariverwineandcheese.com. You can sign up for the Cheese of the Month Club. It's fantastic. Um, Order yourself a nice charcuterie board, if I can speak. Um, galenariverwineandcheese.com. Go ahead and check them out. All right, Matt. Let's segue very um, simply into the defense now. What do you got for me? I'm going to say something that has um, a little bit of critique in it, maybe, if I may. Um, a few missed tackles that I saw. What's your take on that? There were <clears throat> there were a few open field tackles that we usually make um, that we didn't make as often. Uh, so I think missed tackles is, is kind of the right way to phrase it. <clears throat> it was just unfortunate that we allowed more yards. Now, there were a lot of times where first guy who was there made the tackle. You know, early on in the ball game, it's like third down and their tight end goes going across the middle and Jack Kerner sticks him. Boom. Down. Done. Stick a fork in that pig. It's over. Oh my gosh. Oh, got fired up on that. Yes. Anyway. So like there were some where the first guy made the tackle, but there were quite a few where unfortunately we had some guys that, you know, I mean, that's football. Those guys are, again, I go back to it. Those guys are big 10 athletes too. And they're, they're, uh, they're busting their butt every day up in Minnesota. Not everything is going to be the cleanest thing you can do, but, um, thankfully we made the tackles when it mattered, especially at the end of the game. So you talked about, um, extensively because you really like it. Um, 
Charlie with the double move, but Minnesota had one of their own. Yeah, um, and maybe I should define what double move means. Double mm-hmm. move means it's a route that looks like another route, and then you just go deep. So like a hitch and go. You would run a hitch, and then you would go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's called, that's considered a double move. Okay. And there's different ways to run it. You can either you know break down, snap your head back, or you can just kind of drop your weight and then go. There's there's different ways, different ways to teach it. Um, but they had one on on their side as well. Um, they did a little slant and go. So their Ottman Bell, I think was his name, uh, ran a quick slant. And this time Tanner Morgan actually pump faked it. So the ball's all the way out coming forward. That's what uh, sucks Hankin up, Hankins up. And then um, he ends up going over the top and, and it was a good play by them. Um, normally we're a little more patient on that, but when you see the ball coming, you want to be able to make that play. Um, the other part was the the touchdown that was almost a fumble. Ugh. And that was it how was did a great it look on call. TV? They go, we don't ha- we don't have a, a camera down the goal line. How do we not have a camera down the goal line? Uh, so that would have been on the north side. They, okay, so I will say on the north end of the field. So the south end usually gets a little bit cramped on the sideline, but the north end there's usually a lot of like. Um, I won't say a lot, but there's like donors and some people with like appearances and things like that. And sometimes it can get a little crowded down there and getting from the south end to the north end can be a little bit hectic. I don't know exactly the logistics of how, what was it even on? Big Ten Network, Fox? Big, uh, BTN, I think. BTN. I don't know exactly like where they have their stuff positioned, but I would assume that they would have somebody down there unless something weird happened. So I mean, the NFL even has them on the pylon right down the goal line. Yeah. At the goal line level. I know. Like, how do we not have that? <laughs> that is absolutely asinine that we don't have yeah. something down there. Oops. So instead, we're like 10 yards behind it looking at it. Well, it might be over. Nobody can tell. I know. Well, and you know what? At the game, too, um, I was at the south end watching. So I was watching from the back, so I couldn't tell either. And then the uh, camera view... Uh, at the game for the replay like up on the jumbotron also from the back yeah and you can't see it super unfortunate i'd be curious if there's anybody sitting in um like the north end zone type area that um had anything to say about that definitive answer because the immediate like as the play was happening i was like there's no way that was a fumble like he was clearly in the end zone yes and then they showed the replay and i was like whoa Mm -hmm. wait a minute but instead we don't have that we don't have that view. Like, how do we not have a sky cam right down the middle or put it in the pylon or... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Ridiculous. Now, I didn't know you were that mad about it, actually. Yeah, because, I mean, that could have been a very big... I mean, it was a very big play. But mm-hmm. if Hankins is able to get us the ball back and get us the ball back on the 20 or 25 coming out after a touchback, I mean, that's seven points taken off the board. Could have been a 14-point swing if we go down and score. And the ball game isn't even near as close just because of a hustle play. Now, Matt Hankins got sucked up because they brought their quarterback in that always runs the ball. I think he's thrown like two passes all year. That's his third. Um, and also, did you see the guy who scored? Did you see his haircut? This no. is completely off topic. <laughs> no. Okay. So like picture tic-tac-toe is drawn on the back of his yeah. head. Okay. The bottom left little square. Shave everything else except for that bottom left square. But now braid it. So that what? it goes down your uh, down your back. Like a rat tail? Yes. What? And that's it. But it's not even on center. It's back left. You have to you have to look it up. I'm gonna have to look that up because I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little confused at your um 
because there's no good way to explain it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I'll check that out. Yes. So that was uh, unfootball related. So we had a good camera shot of the man's haircut. And we not... had a great <laughs> because they kept talking about it. Okay. But anyway, no, I I don't know if it was a fumble or not. You couldn't tell from our angles. I think it was a lot closer than than I initially thought. But again, at least at least Hankins busted his butt to get back there to try and make a play. Um, he was trying to come up, stop it. Obviously, fourth down, you want to get the ball back, and you don't want to let them squeak through. Unfortunately, they had a good play call. That happens. Um, but as far as the rest of the defense. Um, came up big there at the very end. Defensive line, I talked about it. Um, You know, Illinois really got after Minnesota. We didn't until the very end. Two big sacks. Joe Evans comes in, calls game, as you could say, (laughs) um, and makes sure that Floyd stays home. So it was good having Riley Moss back. He he was around, uh, flying around uh, as far as um, the no-fly zone near him or what do they call themselves? Oh, uh, the Doughboys. Yeah. But not because of Kelowna. <laughs> Can you explain this really <laughs> quick? <laughs> well, they asked KF about the DBs calling themselves the Doughboys, uh-huh. and he thought it was because of the bakery in Kelowna. Okay, so where did he like? Where did he pull that from? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know why they call themselves the Doughboys either. Because they make money. Oh, Matt! Oh, my, you're not that old. Well, I understand what it means. I just didn't know why they called themselves that. Oh, I think it's just because, like, I think it's because, watch me be wrong. I was going to say, now you're... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. um, No, so Riley Moss was flying around. I think Matt Hankins actually ended up with 10 tackles. Jack Campbell ended up with 17, so you know he's everywhere. Um, But, and the, the last thing I'll say about the defense, it was Ben, don't break. Yeah. Minnesota drove or got the ball in good position a lot of times, and we forced him to kick field goals. And that'll actually go into special teams, which we blocked one. Yeah, that was fun. I like to see that kind of stuff. It adds a different level of excitement, something you're not used to. So it's a really far away kick, A. So B, they bring in a different kicker than the guy who's made the previous three, Mm. (laughs) okay? Uh, C, on a longer kick, you have to back up a little bit. So normally around seven yards. But you might back up to like eight because the trajectory of a, of a longer kick has to be lower because it has to have more time to climb in order if it's going to go that distance. Whereas Why if you, you kick it really high, kind of I just know a lot about football. Okay. If you kick it high right now, it's not going to go as high. Or it's not going to go as far because you're worried about too high up. Okay. Whereas if it comes out too low, then obviously it's not going to get high enough and then they'll have a propensity to block it, which we did. Gotcha. I mean, these are probably just things that um, like physics or things like that, that maybe people would know. But I just feel like you know a lot of things about a lot of different um, positions. So good on you. Try to. (laughs) Try to. All right. Well, let's go into the uh, let's just go into the Unsung Heroes. Okay. I want to talk about the Unsung Heroes in just a moment. But I want to talk about another hero. And that hero to me is you, Matt. Laura. I know. Because you know what? You got us into this beautiful house of ours seamlessly. I had to do absolutely nothing other than sign a few papers, you know? And it was just as simple as that. And I tell you why, because Matt and the Bales team at Urban Acres are professionals. Dang it. Okay. The Bales team at Urban Acres are some of the best. There's six of them. They know exactly what they're doing in every facet of real estate, whether you're, you know, buying, selling, acreage, apartment, condo, house, 
whatever it might be, the Bales team at Urban Acres has got you, okay? So go to urbanacres.com, click on the Bales team, reach out to any one of them, Matt included. Yeah, I'm a little uh, biased. (laughs) As am I. And they can help you out. Okay, Unsung Hero. Go ahead. You want me to go first? Go. Okay. I feel like I talk a lot about the specialists. And uh, that's probably because I don't analyze plays as closely as you do. I don't have the breadth of knowledge, as you might say. Um, But I just feel like a lot of times with the the specialists, go a little unnoticed. The unsung heroes. Today, Caleb Shudak. That's mine. Caleb Shudak. Yeah. Because first of all, when I first saw him on the field a while back, I don't know what year he is. Do you? I don't know if this is his fifth or sixth. He was on the team when I was there. Gotcha. Um, I was like, that man is very short. Do you know how tall he is? I don't. He's under six foot. Okay. So in comparison, so just for just thinking back, you're six one ish, little little ish. tiny, little tiny less than six one, and you looked small out there. So Caleb looks small. Anyway, he's got a freaking leg on him. Okay. And I just would like to say he's extremely dependable and I feel very comfortable when he goes out on the field. And how long was that field goal? It was over. I think it was right at 50. Right at 50. So, I mean, not overly like record breaking long, but a long kick. I mean, I feel like with those ones, it's it's hit or miss. So I remember that um, that KF said that Marshall Kane was a weapon because you didn't really have to drive into the the opponent's territory to score points. And I feel like Caleb Shudak is is also a weapon on our team. It makes it easier on your offense, for sure. Okay. So my unsung hero, Caleb Shudak. Um, and that's it. And the game sealer. Yeah. Game sealer got the first points on the board, too. So there you have it. Book ending. Book ending. Okay, your turn. My unsung hero is going to be... Zach Van Valkenberg. Great last name. For for one play. I mean, he, he played well throughout the game. But for one play specifically, um, they were going from left to right. I forget exactly what quarter it is. Uh, I believe it's the third quarter. Um, going left to right on the screen. And it's third and six, roughly. Um, and they do like this kind of... Uh, um, we went like a man coverage and blitzed. And... So they were trying to get the ball out quick. And Van Valkenburg, who's a defensive end, was thrust into a man-to-man situation mm. on a running back. And I don't know if you know this about most defensive ends. They don't cover. Like every now and then you'll do a fire zone, which a fire zone is essentially they blitz the linebacker over the top and then drop the defensive end, which basically just plays head games with the O-line and the quarterback. You might be able to sneak under and get a big play. But on this particular one, he f- he drops. He sees the running back flare out, which is just uh, running towards the sideline. And Tanner Morgan has to get rid of it right now, throws it out there, thinks he's got a good matchup running back on Van Valkenburg. Uh-uh. Think again. Van Valkenburg. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily get him down, but he holds him up long enough for the rest of the uh, black Iowa Hawkeye jerseys to go over there and make a play for minus yardage, force him to punt it away. So uh, Van Valkenburg staying disciplined, doing something that's not necessarily in his wheelhouse every single time he steps on the field, uh, but performing at a high level and giving our defense uh, you know, the opportunity to get off the field on third down. Okay. I like it. I like when you choose specific plays. 
I feel like uh, I feel like it adds a little more nuance to it if you talk about specific plays, like what he's thinking, why he's thinking certain things, and and um, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you know, breaking down why this happens, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, so for that, Ben Valkenberg, unsung hero. Okay. Well, I think those are a set of pretty good unsung heroes. And so now, let's see, by tomorrow, when this comes out Monday, we'll be past that 24-hour rule and right into Illinois week. Like James Franklin, we're on to Illinois. We, Except we're actually playing Illinois. We are on to Illinois. And we're going to be playing at Kinnick Stadium, not at... What did he say? The big house? No, he said... Uh, <laughs> he said the big house. He said the big house, but they're playing the horseshoe. Yikes. <sighs> On to Illinois. Here we go. Glad to see that Floyd is staying home. It's always a good sign. And... We still have a trip. We still have hopes for getting to Indy. We just have to take care of our business and hope Wisconsin drops one. Oof. But we have to take care of business. Dude, Wisconsin is a different team than they were when they first started. Absolutely. But uh, they still play Minnesota and Nebraska. Uh, either of those teams are capable. What happens if we both went out? If we both went out, Wisconsin goes because they have oh, yeah. a tiebreaker over us. Because we lost to them. Yep. Duh. But if they drop one more, then they'll have three losses in the Big Ten. Right now, Wisconsin and us are the only two teams with two losses in the Big Ten. Okay. As far as the West is concerned. So now we're cheering for Minnesota next Saturday? We're cheering for Minnesota next Saturday and we're cheering for... No. Oh, how the turntables. They play... I think... I can't remember if they play Nebraska this upcoming week or Minnesota. You totally missed my office reference. I heard it. Uh, no, they play They play Nebraska this week. Sorry. Oh, okay. They play Minnesota. They play for the Axe at the end. Gotcha. So they play Nebraska this week. Okay. So for once, we have to cheer for the Oscar. Mm. That hurts. Go Big Red, uh, as they say. Uh, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> that doesn't say. even sound right. <laughs> okay. Um, on to Illinois. We'll have a uh, a preview coming up at the end of the week. And until then, let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.